another week is over. We survived. Thank God. One week the closer weekend. to death. Yes. <laughs> Bleak outlook. Yeah. <laughs> As usual. That's what, that's what I think. I don't know if you come to this show for that, but that's what we give you. Yeah. <laughs> when we have nothing to be bleak about right now, things are okay for the most part. That's We're not. We did. We didn't get crushed by hurricanes that continue to keep crushing and, and, everybody. And appearing. So yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Which I can't remember. I. When's the last time this has been a problem? Just hurricane after hurricane after. Yeah, hurricane. I don't. This many, I definitely don't remember. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And then earthquakes. I've never heard of like three in a row. I've heard of like, you know, two. Right. But never never yeah. like three. That's that's definitely a, a Is new it, thing. Aren't we up aren't we up to like four yeah, or it, it five was Harvey, in a row now? Harvey, Irma, Jose, Maria. And I don't know if there's another one or not. Wouldn't be surprised. Wait, did we kip, did we skip a couple letters somewhere? I just realized that. H I J Oh yeah, K K L M. What happened to What happened to K and L? That's a really. I don't know. Maybe they were like mini ones that nobody heard anything about. No, they weren't worth talking about. Yeah, they weren't worth Good reporting point. endlessly about on the news. Yes, very true. <laughs> I don't want to start talking about that. That is bleak. Never mind. Yeah. Um, that's what everybody comes here for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right. And they also come here for our awesome guests, like uh, oh, yeah, Mr. Kaylee here. AKA the Yaley, who we ha- he has been on the show a couple times before, but it's been a long time. So welcome back. The return a while. of the long fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. The, the long, that long was fan. The, yeah. Yes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That was the original joke. Uh, welcome, Kaylee, Thanks. to uh, the, the 2v1 podcast. It's been I'm a while. Nick. It's been a while. But uh, each week I'm typically joined by Josh and Alex. Josh is uh, missing in action right now. Thus. Welcome, Kaylee. Thank you. And guys. we have a lot of things to talk about, I think. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not I'm, starting, but. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I'm still playing most of the same games, but Alex, you've finally had time to play Metroid. Yep. I think we should we should start there. Yes. I'm, I'm very good with that. Um, I'm very curious. So I've, I've played it. I feel like I've played more than the uh, the time elapsed reflects. I think... It says I have a little <laughs> yeah. bit over four hours, but I've definitely played longer than that. And part of that probably comes from hmm. it's uh, it's challenging. It's not. It is. I mean, r- typically uh, 2D Metroids. I guess it's not 2D. You get my point. Traditional Metroids are not that challenging. They're they're amazing no. and fun, but they're not really challenging. This one, especially the the later Metroids that you fight, are and I die. You might die four or five times on on the exact same one. Um, yeah. Which we can start from the ground up more on gameplay, but I didn't want to forget this. One of my favorite things about that game, when you die, you just start over from like right before the boss battle or whatever. Oh, my so God. Quality that, of life. That's a really good thing to yeah. mention where all Metroidvanias, even current ones, are pretty punishing in terms of save. You die, points. you go back to the save point. Yes. So Samus Returns, it still does that, except when you fight a boss. So if you die, say you made a whole bunch of progress, you found a whole bunch of upgrades, you covered a lot of the map, and you die to a regular enemy, <laughs> then you go all the way back to the same Okay. Point. I didn't know that because it hasn't happened to me yet, yes. thankfully. That, that's yeah. fair. So, 
It is. Yeah, and I think that's fair too because that game is definitely meant the changes in gameplay is you are supposed to fight things and that's why it's so yeah. difficult. You're not supposed to run right. by them. But uh, when you're fighting a Metroid, which are the only bosses really, there's a couple like mini There's bosses. like one or two yeah, other the ones. The ones you would expect yeah. from that game. Yeah. The, it just puts you right back outside the door when you lose to them, which is yeah. so nice. That's great. Because there's a couple really, f- there's a couple bosses that are really frustrating. I can believe it. Um, well, like, you know, and you've probably, you would have seen them by now, Alex. There's the second stage Metroids, the ones that crawl around and fly. Yes. I don't, I can never remember what the names are for any of Yeah, I get them mixed up. Names Omega are for and Alpha of them. and whichever ones, yeah. Yeah, like, I think Alphas are the small ones, but then after that, I gotcha. don't know. But, uh, anyway, the second form of the Metroid. You know how they do those multiple area b- battles with them yes. where they'll they'll run yes. away? I don't like that. I think that's annoying. It's an extra step they didn't need to do. Yeah. And it's nice that they do this save thing because if you had to do that over and over and get back to that I'd point scream. and do that and you lose and that would be really frustrating. Yeah. So that was that was a great yeah. call to do Agreed. that. Um other like quality of life things and and just to clarify for everybody. So this is indeed obviously a full-blown remake i almost want to give it the term reimagining of i think it's i think it's a reimagining yeah, of metroid yeah. 2 on the original game boy so this i mean this is a 20 year old game maybe maybe more maybe 20 some years old but uh 92 okay so 25 years old <laughs> yeah wait um, it's the same storyline yeah same exact thing yes. and basically you're uh you are tasked with uh committing genocide which is horrendous but um yes. you have to go kill uh, all the metroids on sr388 yes and there's 40 of them so um anyhow I, I and as you progress through the game they get more and more difficult and that sort of thing but nick they're evolving yeah and, and i think nick gave some some background for it but overall yeah it's it's amazing it feels like the same game and everything except just like am2r which was the remake that nick and i played last year the unofficial remake which mm-hmm. um i'm just gonna say this outright i still think that was my favorite because yeah because it was so true to what we were looking for but Everything that's new in this game that they sort of experimented with, you know, with the original Metroid formula, it's all amazing. Yeah. I cannot praise this game enough. It's we've been waiting for 15 years for an actual Metroid, and it's amazing. I'm I'm just so happy with it. The like the little quality of life things, Nick, like you mentioned about you you use your one ability to see what's on the map. Like I don't mind that at all. It's it's a big time no. saver. It's amazing. It's a time saver. Yeah. yeah, that that's why it's amazing because like I here's here's the new thing I realized about it like yesterday. It's good to use because it pings points on the map that are your upgrades. Yeah. Like the actual suit upgrades. So, if you ping the map and see that there's one of those orbs highlighted, you make a beeline to that because you know you're going to need that upgrade for that area. Mm-hmm. And instead of wasting time running around and, like, finding, oh, here's a dead end, here's another dead end, here's ten more dead ends, now I can find this thing I need and will need, and then I can just continue enjoying the game. And I think that's, at this point, in this style of game, is totally fine. Yeah, agreed. (laughs) Like, I'm not annoyed that they're getting rid of that, you know, exploring aspect. Because you do it anyways. I I scour every little corner, no matter what. And I still got lost. Yeah, well, there you go. 
like we we were going back and forth like i had hit a point where i seriously had no idea where to go like i had covered i went back through all the areas i had went to every dead end i had hit i i just could not figure out what i'd missed and if i didn't have that pinging feature i probably would have never figured it out yeah so so that was really nice uh it was it was the most basic thing ever that I just completely walked by and never went back to again. Yeah. So and another amazing quality of life thing you can warp now. There are yes stations that you yeah, can yeah, which around. hasn't hasn't been in the Metroid series really. No, they, although, it's just been um, elevators. You know what's interesting? The first one that put it in was uh, AM2R. Oh, they really? had one in that. Yeah, he had oh, one. In I, don't... That, I should say. I guess I forgot because I thought they still did just the elevator thing. They but. they might have even um they might have even done it in an update, but it was like this. It was basically you got into a, your morph ball and like you shot through a tube super fast. Oh uh, so, yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I want to sit here and gush about this all day long. I I don't think there's I don't even I can't even think exactly of what it is I want to talk about other than it it is it's a system seller. It is. You think so? Yeah, I do. Like, if if somebody is on the fence about a two DS and they want a reason to do that, I seriously think it is. That's how good. I, that's how good it is. Yeah, not it's only really with good. the price point on the two DS is amazing. Yep. Um, right. But and, 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 that's true. and the endless backlog. But like, they're giving you something new for people to give you incentive to buy something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's that feature you guys are talking about with uh, you know the pings and everything that's new. That's a good way for people who may not be too familiar with that whole style of gaming to yep. kind of totally. grab them because like you guys said, you would you you're gonna do that stuff anyway and explore and you're gonna be looking that stuff up on the internet and whatever and spending so much time doing that. And that and might that's be what's a deterrent. nice, it totally cuts that out. Yeah, that might be a yeah. deterrent for somebody new is like, Oh, I don't wanna do that. But with this new feature, like even for me, someone who's not too experienced with something like that, that's that's something that's attractive to me, and I'll I'll definitely want to dive into it more so because it's not going to be super hard. I'm not going to spend, you know, wasting time on the internet looking at stuff up. And yep, that's definitely it's a cool trade off. They they made it a better in game, smoother experience where you're not taken out of the game, and then they also just made it a little bit more challenging. And I'll yeah, yeah I'll make that trade any day. That was right the now, next point I wanted to talk about is that. Okay, now we take away the aspect of getting lost and getting frustrated. They also totally improved the gameplay and the combat, where, yeah, you kind of get interrupted by normal enemies all the time, but you sort of need to, mm-hmm. because things do a lot of damage. Like, you you take one hit from anything, and it almost depletes an entire life yeah, bar. Yeah, exactly, and that's and, even after wow. you get an additional suit to help protect you. Yeah, yeah, so, like... They they made the combat more engaging by you need to be looking for these points to counter, and then when you counter, you get a charged-up shot, and you instantly kill the enemy anyway, and then you get health and and the Aeon stuff back, which we didn't really talk about last last week. Yeah, um, yeah, please do. The, you, have a new, you have a new bar to manage. It's kind of like a mana bar mm-hmm. where it's the it's called Aeon something or Aeon right. Energy or whatever, but that's, that's what... Yeah, Chozo Juice, sure. <laughs> Uh, that's what governs your use of the ping ability, and then there's three other abilities that are important. I use them and actually, all the time. Yeah, and actually change. It, they're they're just new things to the Metroid series. They're not just a super missile. They're not a power bomb. It's not the spider ball. It's like 
now there's these actual combat focused things that are also part of exploration and unlocking things and making things easier yep um there's the one there's like a super charged up shot that like super fast destroys, rapid fire. yeah it destroys enemies and certain enemies are weak to it so like you need to be looking out for those there's I just got a new one that you maybe didn't get yet, Alex. It's the last one. It it slows down time. Oh yeah, I don't have that one. So there are there are blocks in I think all of the 2D Metroids where you can't destroy them, but if you stand on top of them, you'll fall through them. Yeah. And then you can't go back through that way. You have to go all the way back around right. or something. And Previously, I think in Super Metroid maybe was the only one you could run across them with like the, the sped up. Yeah, the speed booster. Whatever that was called, yeah. Now this time freezing ability slows down the degradation time of them so you can run across oh, them. Oh, okay. Which so it's like the same thing, cool. just done differently. It's like the same thing, but that wasn't an ability in Metroid 2. Yep. So now it's kind of like this new way to do it yep. from Super Metroid, I guess. And then the last one is the armor. So you can have, like, temporary armor, which is super useful, it, it, especially in combat. When you have, like, no health left, I can't tell you how many times it saved my life. Because I just put yeah. that on, and I'm like, well, this will get me a, a couple more hits before I die. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, all of these things add up in combat to other other aspects you have to manage. And it makes it makes combat so much more yeah. engaging. Where, like, like in, in the previous Metroids, all you do is shoot things and dodge yeah. essentially which now you have to be thinking okay i can use this ability or i can use this ability the grappling hook is now used in fights i don't know if you fought any of those yet yeah Alex. yeah i pulled them off the roof that was awesome yeah, it was really, I, that was so it cool it took me several retries and i was like wait to it's glowing red yes yep yeah what can solving. i do with this yeah and it was it was awesome. he was a real pain so, in the ass and i was like this yeah, yes is bullshit <laughs> so yeah yeah um there there's just so many there's so many cool things yep. about that game. So like it's we can we can basically wrap and 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 Nick and I almost certainly actually I know I will because I'll be traveling <laughs> so I will be done with this by next week. Um, I will too. We're both yeah. down in the mid teens I think of yeah. Metroids left and like I mentioned earlier, I think I have ten ten. Okay, left so I'm mid teens. Nick has even fewer left. So we're both getting there. Um, and then I guess one last quick little thing about the combat that I love is uh, I just call it freeze whacking. If you if you freeze something with your your ice beam, typically you can just go up and melee it, and it'll kill anything in one hit. Oh wow, that's funny, dude! I ne I never use the ice beam. Fastest way to dispatch some like annoying enemies that you might otherwise have to shoot, you know, five six huh. times. Um, but that's yeah, and th know. that's a really cool thing about the ice beam in this game. In the all the other Metroids, your beams sort of converge, and you just keep getting your like you can separate them, but it makes more sense to use. Plasma, ice, and space are all at the same time. Whereas yeah. in this one, your ice is separate, and it is not really an offensive weapon, except for against Metroids, because you can freeze their like their bellies, I guess. But um, yeah, it's, see, I never use the ice. Beam, it's more and that's the classic thing against the Metroids. It's, yeah, yeah. It, but it's more functional. It's not like oh, I'm gonna do some major damage. You want to pull out your your wave and spacer beam, but uh, yeah, Nick, I use them on Metroids because. If you freeze huh. their bellies, there's stuff that they can't do. Usually, it, it grounds them. So okay, good to know. Yeah. all the way through the game. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> on the ones that really you can't do that anymore. But yeah. Anyways, uh, Metroid is amazing, and Nick and I will wrap it up next week. And if we think of anything else amazing we needed to talk about, we'll have it for then. Yeah, I um, I'm glad we got all the good out of the way, and we'll wrap up Metroid real quick. I just have two things to hit on. Mm -hmm. 
this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with Metroid, but the Amiibo saga of my life continues Ooh, and that has snap was classic has reached a conclusion. But um, seriously, fuck Walmart. Yeah. Like, Dude, just fuck you. Fuck you. So fuck mad. your customer service. Fuck all of it. Like, I went. I went. I got a ship to store thing for the Amiibo. I talked about how it was the only one to pre-order from however long ago. And I got the box and it was damaged. And I was like, I think this is, I think the box of the Amiibo is smaller. So I'm not worried about this. I get home. The Amiibo casing was so, so screwed up. I mean, it was open. And it was open. Yeah, it, it had it had got crushed. It looked like somebody threw the box against the wall or like stepped They're on like, it. They're like, oh, something. this is Nick Reed's. We got a shit all over this thing. Yeah, it was it was real frustrating, and like luckily I was not planning on keeping them sealed anyway because I d- I got them to have like displayed yeah. as figures. I thought that was sarcasm. Um, no, I'm serious. No, yeah. like I I don't I don't do the whole keep sealed thing. I That's don't for that. crazy people like me. Yeah, that I don't have time, room, thought, energy, anything for that. I want nothing to do with yeah. that. I don't do charity. So, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so like it's luckily for me it didn't change anything the amiibos were fine but if i was a collector i would have been screwed because i contacted walmart and i was like hey you guys you guys fucked this up like what what the hell and their only solution was all right well you can return it and we'll give you a refund we don't have any others to give you and i was like this is a this is a collector's thing like because it's low stock, that's not an acceptable solution. No, like, they should they should refund you regardless. Like you should be able to keep the product and give a refund. That's what I was thinking. I was I would have been happy with a five dollar gift card, <laughs> like something really basic, saying, "Okay, we're wrong, and we're not going to punish you because of the nature of the item." Like yeah, but they're just like, "No, fuck you." So I won't <laughs> do business with them in, with this stuff anymore. I'm just not going to, Walmart's and I'm going to tell them that a million anyway, times. So just avoid them. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks because it's so easy to go there for all the other things, but like electronic wise, I'm done. Yeah. No more. Yeah. So yeah, I made sure to leave that in their surveys. I got another email about one that I'm going to say, I'm never doing this with you again. So die. And it won't matter yeah. because but, they're going, but they're taking over doing the world, that but grants you the right to complain. So that, it does. that's why I, I do that. I do the same exact thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, last thing about Metroid, I wish it was on the Switch. Yeah, and it probably will be eventually and whatever. I just, I said last week that the visuals look good, and they do. But at this point in the game, I'm like, man, these textures are so bland. And I would love, I would love to see a Metroid on the Switch. Because it would have been able to look visually so much better. Well, if, just if it so does, much better. I'll buy it again and play it again. I'll buy it play. again anyway, no matter what. But... If it's a port, I don't know that they'll spend time fixing yeah. that stuff. If if it was developed from the ground up for the Switch, holy shit, that would have been amazing. Yep. Agreed. But do you that's guys it. think that will complaint. be on the Switch eventually, though? I think so. But more, but I, more think, I think you guys talked about that last week. Like it's going to be a no brainer. I feel like I would be really surprised if at some point down the road they don't start re releasing 3DS only games, but. Who knows? Nintendo is weird and doesn't necessarily capitalize on stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, true. I don't know. I just really hope it does because I just want it on. It should have been on it in the first place. Yeah, 
there's like no excuse for it, but whatever. I think, well, the only reason they haven't done that is because they have one coming out for the Switch later. Sure, sure, and the Prime series, the, the Prime series is so different, yeah. I think, is why I, I think there is no reason also, for it, but how you're far right. Away is that? And also, that's probably yeah. like two or three years yeah. away still. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Metroid's fantastic, you should buy it and maybe buy a 2DS just to play Spot it. Spot on. Endorsement. <laughs> um, Yes. Yes. Uh, Kaylee, I'd like to offer the floor to you. You can be our games with gold liaison this week. Uh, well, I don't play video games. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we need to get more guests on that play video games, including yeah, ourselves. I'm just kidding. Yeah, there, I, yeah. I have no right to be here at all. Um, <laughs> no, I did play a game, probably the first like newer game that I've played in I don't know how long. Um, but the uh, Xbox uh, Games with Gold free game this month, or at least for the latter half of uh, September, September uh, was Oxen Free, and I just yes. you know I just stumbled across it. I was on one night real late, and I was like, uh, I want to be on the podcast. I should probably play something. <laughs> um, Good thought. So I uh, I, t- I I tackled that in two sessions. Um, Wow, yeah. I probably I started it and I had like maybe an hour or two into it when I first started. And I texted Alex and I was like, "Hey, I started playing this." And he was like, "Oh, good." And then I sat down the next night and I played for I don't know. I want to say it was like 8 hours. It's funny. That was a it's funny cuz decently long game. Yeah, he said I probably won't finish it, but at least I'll have something to talk about on the podcast. I was like, "All right, that's great." And then he's like, "Oh, by the way, I beat it." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or something. I just uh, I was like, "I'm going to fast track this and just just plow through it um it's a cool game uh it kind of gave me that uh little nightmares inside type of vibe which is kind of what attracted me to it in the first place it's i mean i don't want to spoil anything so yeah we can't do that yet. yeah um but it had some cool uh story it's, it's very much a story driven game the gameplay yes. is very basic um it's basically an exploration type of game where you're just kind of navigating a, a map um, and the story just kind of takes you through it. Um, it's yeah. very linear, so it basically it just tells you everything you need to do and you just go do that. There's not much like free, it's not like a free world roam or anything like that. You can do that stuff and there's a few like little, um, I wouldn't say collectibles, but like a couple things that you would need to like find on the map that you can like move around, but it's very slow moving. Yes. Um, <laughs> the navigation was kind of annoying. Um, Agreed. And it's also a very dialogue driven game where you are, you have a group of companions your character and several others and it's very much um based on the dialogue and you kind of have it was almost like quick time events where yeah you have to choose responses and obviously i think that that changes what happens in the game and but it was kind of annoying like it took a little bit for me to really grasp what they were trying to get me to do um because if you don't respond within like a certain amount of time it just chooses a response for you and i don't know how that's based like you'll have like three options 
to a response during dialogue yeah. and you maybe get like the the options will pop up and you maybe get like five seconds maybe five it's to quick. ten seconds and yeah. if you're not paying attention you know sometimes you kind of daze off because it's just like just crazy dialogue everywhere if you're not paying attention sometimes you'll miss something and you're like oh well crap i didn't get to choose that so how's that gonna affect the game yeah um but it was interesting. It was very much like a high school story. You're a high school student. Um, very to... angsty. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I like that word, angsty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the stuff that, like, they talked about were very, like, high school, like, you know, guy-girl relationships Drama. and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but it was kind of cool to, to go back to that. Um, the music was pretty cool. It was interesting. It kind of gave me that like Stranger Things vibe, Alex. So yeah. I think you might like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, it has like a real weird, like supernatural twist to it about as far as like what's going on in the game without giving any spoilers. It was very much like, like an LSD trip. If I were you even... happy with how that resolved itself because the game in the, the end story, yeah because I I played no. this and we won't we don't have to spoil it yeah but no I, I was gonna it's... bring that up but yeah okay. the ending I was not like the way that they tried to wrap it up I did not like it that's ultimately why I didn't really like that game mm-hmm. and when I when I talked about it before and didn't maybe necessarily endorse playing it is because all that stuff leading up to it is cool like i like the dialogue and the the whole setup is pretty intriguing yeah but i liked exploring that island and i like the mystery of like what is happening the whole time and it was pretty creepy too like that um Mm -hmm. that shadow that appears yeah ever so often Mm -hmm. like the way that they present that like gave me goosebumps and that was really cool in a little side-scrolling goofy looking game you know Yeah, yeah but um by the time it wrapped up i was like Oh man, I don't know that you really stuck this landing. Yeah, they did. And, like, they definitely the, did not. Yeah, and it and it ended up just being kind of disappointing. Yeah. So I I was left with like a bad taste in my mouth. I was like, yeah, it just kind of like, like you know, you're you're it's kind of dragging you through this whole like kind of supernatural occurrence that's happening to you and your companions. And yeah, at, by the end of it, it was just like, okay, I think we're done dragging you along, and we just want to wrap this up just to wrap it up. And yeah. I just didn't like how they did that. I thought it was annoying and just left almost like open ended. Like they didn't give you a, a, a result. Yeah, not really. They're like the the very very end kind of wraps everything up in a interesting way, but um doesn't necessarily leave you with a good resolution, I guess. Yeah. So so the, what, I'm ta- what I'm taking away is if you, if if you have a one word answer. Yes or no, do you recommend playing it? You guys are both more on the no side of things. Kind of. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'd say so. Like, it, yeah. it Especially because it's not short. No, it's no. not. And just with the ending, unfortunately, is probably, you know, the determining factor on whether or not I would think you'd, you would play this game. And yeah. because yeah. it, like Nick said, it didn't stick the landing at all. So I was just like, oh, well, I'm glad I played something because I had something to talk about today. um, and it was nice to actually just like play a game again yeah but um overall it's just like kind of a waste of time yeah it's 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 unfortunate because that's the i don't remember the developer's name but that's their first debut game and 
definitely a small indie game and it does so many cool things that hopefully they translate into a new game but because of the story just not really being anything that great it kind of just ruined the whole experience yeah, yeah. so i mean it's it's can, worth trying yeah check I think, it out especially and see if you like you'll know within like the first like 10 15 minutes if you're gonna want to continue to play it like yeah. if the story grabs you and that's honestly like the the whole this isn't really a spoiler but like the whole like world war ii historical uh references yeah. to the island that you're navigating i thought that was pretty cool and that kind of grabbed me um yeah i think they built like a good world yeah definitely the environment was cool um and yeah. that's what kind of kept me going because i was like oh i want answers i want to like see <laughs> how they wrap this all up and unfortunately right. they didn't do a bang up job of that but yeah um yeah, yeah i mean give it a shot but it's definitely not something i would say you must play at all no definitely not yeah but yeah, that that wraps up Oxen Tree pretty much for me. It, it's, it wasn't a lot, but it was like again, like again, like I said, it was uh, it was a good t- good time. So that is still currently a Games with Gold for September. I believe sure so. I think that goes into okay. the uh, to the beginning, the first half of October. Oh, okay. So yeah, you can still grab that now, listener. Yep. <laughs> Where do we want to go from here? Um, let me see here. Uh, actually, I mean, Nick, it, unless you want to go from here, I could talk about that game that you told me I should play last week. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Nick brought up a game last week called Octopath Traveler, which is mm. a JRPG turn-based uh, style game on the Switch. And if there's I a- had a Switch... I would be playing this. So yeah, this is right up your alley. Yeah, I'm gonna Kaylee. I'm gonna get yeah. I'm gonna dive into this pretty good, Kaylee, and this is definitely relevant for you. Uh, there's a demo available on the Switch right now, and play. I was almost depressed playing it <laughs> because it was really good, and I it was one of those moments where I was like. Uh, the, the name, there's a little bit of irony with the name Octopath Traveler because you can play as uh, different characters and take different paths throughout the game. I wish I had Octo Life and I had one life that I could just do nothing but play video games in and be a huge piece of shit <laughs> because <laughs> this is this is the kind of game that right now, and the good news is, Nick, you said it's probably far ways off, but um, it's one of those games. I think they're planning next year. Okay, next year. But. I don't know that there's any even t- tentative Just time. scratching the surface could put 100 hours into this game. At, at least yeah. that's what it feels like. So yeah. uh, one of the other things that Nick mentioned was the art style, which is actually pretty jarring at first. It is. And yeah. then I fell in love with it mm-hmm. as I played it more. So it's <clears throat> you have these, I don't know, I feel like this is the second or third time we've talked about something on this show like this where it's... 2d but but 3d so it's like 2d um characters moving around in a 3d environment but it's also the 3d environment is also kind of retro and clunky like intentionally not refined and polished looking yeah i know how weird that whole sentence was so (laughs) check it out online or yeah you really gotta see it better yet download the demo if you like um, turn-based rpgs i mean this this game does it really really well and one of the coolest mechanics of it is 
I can't remember if they're called boosts or whatever, but basically... Boost. Okay, boost. Yeah. In in combat, you have uh, uh, these little boot, boost balls, and each, you, you gain <laughs> one with each turn. And what's what's so cool about it is you you basically have to wear down enemies to get them to like this weakened state, and that's when you really just like destroy them and do a lot of damage to them. And even in common battles, you can go through if you if you're just thinking about what you're doing, you can go through a battle without the enemy ever attacking. You might you might even have uh, three or four turns, and as long as you are attacking appropriately to get them to that state and keeping them in that state common enemies you can just dispatch really quickly like that and i love that it's really fast it's fluid it feels good uh, you know I, i'm not annoyed whenever i get into battles and everything and i was just getting a feel for the game and i went up through i think you can play as two characters in the demo i only played the one and i went all the way up to the boss and it was it was just pure enjoyment i really enjoyed i think there's a lot of uh potential here again to just sink sink a ton of time into it if you if you are in the this kind of game there was one huge complaint that i had oh okay yeah uh, i i had previous i feel really stupid i had previously used up most of my healing items in like common battles because i hadn't quite gotten a feel for it yet until i realized oh this is how you play this game i didn't use any abilities nick until the boss battle oh yeah Again, idiot. So I got to the, the boss battle and I got waxed pretty handily on the first. And I actually, it was hard. I actually, yeah, I had to play it, I think, four or five times. Here's my mm -hmm. problem when you die, you go back to the save point, which was right before it, which is fine. And then you had to yeah. sit through the dialogue over yeah. and over. And, and dude, this, that's the worst thing. This was like a good 90 seconds of jamming A to get through dialogue. Yeah. I was furious. <laughs> yeah i have complained yeah about there this. always needs to be a fast forward i have or something. complained about this for so long yeah. in so many video games if you do not have a skip dialogue slash cutscene thing you should be executed did they did they email you about taking a survey um no i'll have to check i i let me say this i haven't seen it yet you should you should do it i will and tell it. them that because that the thing with this game is they are I think even when you start the demo, it's like we want to know what you think about this. Um, that that's why they still they're they're claiming the name of the game is still a tentative title. It, it is, is a weird name for how like far it, along though. it is. Yeah, it is. Fun. It's, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Like I mean, the this is we I mentioned last week. This is from some people that made the Bravely Default mm -hmm. game, which, which is a weird name. Which is also a weird name, <laughs> but also made sense because that game was a step back. And into classic Square Enix turn-based JRPG, mm -hmm. and the reason they called it that was because default, you know, going back to what their roots, and it was class-based and all that stuff. So, or job-based or whatever. So, Octopath Traveler is like again very. It makes total sense why it's called that. It's also weird as hell, and they're probably gonna keep that name. But anyway, the whole thing is they're they're looking for feedback on it. So. That's something I didn't even think to mention in the in in the survey because um, I actually got through that demo with no problem. I didn't have to replay anything, but it got real dicey in that boss battle. I hadn't used any healing items up until the boss. I used every single one I had in that boss. Battle. Okay, and you probably had what four or five? Yeah. So to, and to I give beat... you an idea, I only had one. 
So yeah. imagine fighting that with only one. <laughs> it would have been impossible. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you even... Did you beat it? Yes, I did. But it, it took me like five tries. Wow. Because I just had yeah, to figure like, out, all right, Alex, like, we're going to do this. We just got to figure out how. <laughs> I beat that boss, I think, with like 10 hit points yeah. left. <laughs> <laughs> After using all this. That's funny. Yeah, it was crazy. It was very tense. But um, that's what makes yeah, that game so great, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's you like that. really like it. Yeah, no, I'm looking at it right now. The art style is very cool. You, you should see if uh, if Cody can download it for you, and then maybe you can play it. Because I will talk to him about yeah. that. Um, yeah, I also I'll get into something. Another friend of mine has a Switch, which is basically the reason why I don't have a Switch because all my friends do. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but we'll, I'll talk to you about uh, Rabbids. Um, Nick, I yeah. started playing that. Nice. We'll talk about that just real briefly later. But um, no, uh, the art style seems really cool. Um, I like like that's explaining it now, like just with words without seeing it. It sounds weird, like you said, the two D on top of a three D world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's really neat looking. I like it a lot, and it kind of gives me like an old Pokemon kind of vibe. I, I don't know would really guys, the way you, you traverse agree with the world. That. Yeah. I could yeah. see that. Just like the way like it looks oh. like you navigate the, the world and everything. It kind of gives me like that old school like Pokemon vibe, but that might just be me. One one other very strange thing about I I didn't love it or hate it is the dialogue. So for main important characters, they are completely voice acted. Like they Which is crazy for it something. It is crazy. Like this. Yeah, that's imagine, very unusual. I can't imagine how much dialogue, dialogue is probably in that game. But then yeah. <laughs> for for just nothing characters that are around, it's one of those games where they'll make a sound or they'll be like, yeah, or indeed, or whoa. I complained about that. And <laughs> if you're skipping through it, it's just a big mumbo jumbo of bullshit yeah. sounds and it sounds really silly. So that's another yeah, that would be entertaining for the first two times. And Correct. I feel like it, it was funny. And then, I, and then after I had to go through that that whole sequence five times for that boss i was like wow that's really annoying (laughs) yeah that was one of the things i mentioned in the survey Mm -hmm. i was like don't do this (laughs) (laughs) it's not it's not worth it it doesn't it doesn't improve anything Uh -uh. whenever you're just talking to a normal npc it's not worth it but um yeah project octopath traveler is available as a demo on the switch and it's worth checking out so i'm looking forward to it definitely yeah. Um, be- kind actually, of us. before you go ahead. No, I was just gonna go ahead and finish up because I was gonna oh, segue well, into something real quick. Be- before you dive into Rabbids and and we're on the the Nintendo cast right now. Um, we are. You know what's really funny that I oh yeah Metroid shit I wasn't even, I wasn't even referring to that. Um, yeah. You know what I played last night with my neighbors? What's that? I I think I saw you playing it. Oh really? Well, what, yeah. are, you, are you talking about cart? Yeah, well, I did play some cart last night because we, we were going uh, back and forth. But what I played, uh, they have a regular Wii that they recently got from a family member. And you guys aren't going to believe this, actually. This is only the second time in my life I played this game. I played Brawl. Oh, I've only played Brawl, I think, once. Okay, so never mind. Yeah. That's not that crazy. I really never got to spend any time with it. I seriously think I played it a single time before. Oh, cool, this is what this game is. And then I played last night. Melee is still my favorite. I think it always will be. But um, it, it, the newest one is really good. Um, the newest the one? The Wii U one. Oh, really? The, 
Yeah. You know what? We're talking about Super Smash Brothers, by the wow, way. Wow, thank okay. you. I, I should have clarified. <laughs> I did yeah. play the Wii U one, and it was amazing. I'd like to be able to spend some more time with that at some point. But um, it was funny because, you know, getting used to a, a Wiimote in Nunchuck, I was pretty rusty and everything. Yeah. And, like, I wanted to experiment with other characters. Obviously, like, I played a Snake. I thought Snake was really cool. But... I went back to good old Samus, and once I got the flu of the controllers, I was kicking ass. So yeah, <laughs> it's, nice. it's she's the best. She's so good. Um, but uh, it was weird whenever you use your smash move or whatever, and you turn into zero suit Samus, not as useful. So no, and and they split out zero suit Samus as a separate character in the Wii U one. Ah, okay. I, I don't really like using. No, her definitely too much. not. So it's sort of a gamble. Yeah. Like if I want to use that move, I better make it count because then I got to hunt for another one to turn back into Samus. But yeah. quick Super Smash plug. I just wanted to say because it was a random thing that I really enjoyed last night. They got to get one on the Switch. Oh, oh my for god! Sure. That, and Mario Party. That would be a console seller yes. in itself. Yes. So it it'll happen. I'm still convinced they're gonna do a deluxe version of the wii u one because of just how much shit is in yeah. it and it would just be instant easy sales like mario yeah, kart was like mario kart like yeah mario kart did so well on the switch and imagine so. even i mean i would like to see some new some new mini games and boards and stuff but i would settle for a conglomerate mario party version too hey just, that's coming out on the 3ds yeah I, and we talked about God. Yeah, you talked yeah. about that. So That's so stupid. So stupid. Who Whatever. is going? That that makes no sense. But it no, it makes intended. no sense. So yeah, yeah. Um, I had a run-in with the original Super Smash this week, actually. Shout Ooh, out sixty four. Yeah. yeah. Shout out wow. to a uh, roommate of mine and friend of the podcast, Matt. Yes. Uh, you know, I've it's been so long since I played. I've never been very good at that game, but uh, he was, you know talking trash all day all week about it uh and we went to uh his new lady friend's house and we played it and he admittedly whooped my ass with Kirby that uh with kirby oh, kirby's wow. legit yeah. kirby's yeah. still good yeah how uh how'd that weird ass awful nintendo oh. 64 controller feel the, the the giant brick in my hand it's the worst it, worst thing ever yeah. i totally forgot like how to navigate that controller in itself yep. and it did feel really it took me like a good like couple rounds to get used to it Seriously, again. the only thing that the n64 has going for it and i do mean the only thing is nostalgia other than oh, that, for sure. it yeah. sucks. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it really does. So many games I loved are, are not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, segueing into real quick with the Rabbids, um, that kind of gave me the JRPG feel as well. And I kind of... It's, it's turn-based. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it was a very kind of unique uh, skin thrown on that. Um, yeah. And really weird playing as Mario characters <laughs> with guns. Yes, with yeah, with guns. Um, yeah, but really fun, silly, uh, stupid cutscenes. Um, but it, it's entertaining. I, I, I uh, went over to my my old college roommate who lives not far from my uh, my new place in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, went over to his place, and he one he's the one who threw me, and he's like, "You love RPGs." He's like, "You'll probably love this game." Um, it's great. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was really well done, and like I said, a unique twist on like the whole JRPG style turn-based stuff. So, like, 
That's actually you're probably a good example, Kaylee. Like you, I'm sure you played Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. Oh, right? that's a that's a so, Steve McGovern shout out. Yeah. Because uh, anytime Steve's at my place, he's like, "Hey, you guys want to play Tactics?" So I have an ongoing campaign in Tactics yeah, that I so only long. play yeah. when Steve is around. So that that grid based stuff is something you probably haven't played since Tactics. I'm oh, guessing, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, yeah. It's like a tactical RPG, which is awesome. And that was. That's my hope is that Mario and Rabbids kind of makes people check more of those out because yeah. it's it's a really good entryway into something like that. It's I mean, Mario plus Rabbids starts out fairly easy. That game gets very difficult. Very it really. Quick. Yeah. yeah. I only um, played maybe I'm, an hour or two. But Yeah, I'm not I'm not very far in it because I I think I've mentioned every time we talk about it. I can only play that game in like spurts. Yeah. Um it gets... I'll do I'll do like two or three battles most before I'm like, okay, I'm good. But uh that's fine. That's perfect. It's a good pick up and play game. Mm-hmm. And especially with the Switch's suspend feature was which is amazing. You can be in the middle of a battle and just take a break. Yeah. But uh I had to replay one. I'm only in world 2 and there's four total. I was deep into World 2, like Chapter 8 or something. I had to replay a battle like a ton of times. And I had to go back and grind to get people leveled up and get better weapons. And I still kind of struggled through it. So, like, it's starting to ramp up now. And from what I've heard, World 3 and 4 just continue to get even more difficult. Wow. So, that's something I wanted to ask you, though, because it seemed like that game is very linear as far as, like, kind of you know, leading you into a path where battles are going to occur. It totally is. So how do you grind in a game like that? You go back through, once you go through a world, because it technically is open, it's linear, but it's open through a guided path. Okay. Um, Once you finish a world, or actually, yeah, I think you have to finish it in order for the challenges to open. But once you finish a world, there's a boss at the end of it. Mm -hmm. You can go back and do challenges that pop up throughout the map. And okay. you can just run back. You can run back through the map and choose to do a challenge, and it's like a really set specific thing, like kill this many enemies in one turn, and then that's it. And by doing that, you get more coins and more ability orbs, which that's okay. grinding. Yeah. Okay. Um. Also, going back through the world, you can unlock. It, you can do like little puzzles that you gain abilities for your little Roomba character. Mm-hmm. After you beat after you beat a world, then you can like push this block now. So once you're able to push blocks around, now you can do puzzles, and those puzzles can lead to more coins, more ability orbs, or more weapons. So okay. yeah, I noticed things. It's cool within the first world. Obviously, that's the only thing I've I've made it to so far. But um, that were I gated, know, yeah. Right? And then yeah. things that like you just abilities that you don't have. Oh, you can't do this yet. I'm like, right. Oh well, I guess there's got to be a, like a free roam option once you complete an area to go and complete those challenges yeah. later. Yep. And that's it. That's how you grind. And you kind of have to, which is which is weird. I was not expecting to have to do that, but um, yeah. it gets tough. Like Especially with the beginning of that game, like you said, being so easy and, and very linear. Uh, I it's very have, basic. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected something like that to have to go back and grind in a game like that. But that's cool. I, I, I mean, you, yeah. that's what those games are supposed to be. So Yeah. It doesn't, yeah, it's it, good. It hasn't annoyed you yet with doing that, right? No. No, no. Um, I, I mean, I got a little frustrated with the one last night because I kind of thought it was not balanced well. Um, 
and and at the point you were in that game like the thing you want to do is get perfects on battles because then you get more coins and you get more ability orbs right off the bat and you can go back and replay those if you want to perfect them okay but um you kind of like i'm at this point now where i get into a match and if I know I'm not going to get a perfect. I restart it. And and that's I hate that mentality, but I can't get past that. And it got to a point where I replayed that one way too many times. I was just like, you know what? I just want to finish it. That's the uh, and, super meat boy in you coming out, Nick. Yeah, sort of, yeah. <laughs> and and like the the battle immediately after that was really easy. So like that tells me they did not balance that one well. Okay. Because you have to the way that game works too whenever you do a chapter you have to do like two to three battles in a row, meaning you carry over your damage to people. So oh. like, say you take damage in the middle of a battle, if you don't find a mushroom between the ne- one battle and the next, which you can, sometimes they're hidden, mm-hmm. you're, you're going in with less than your most health. And so you're starting from an even weaker point. Oh, wow. And that makes it really difficult. I mean, can of. you still perfect with that going into a battle with your health the minute? Depleted? The minute you lose somebody, the minute their health goes to zero, uh-huh. you automatically can't perfect it. Okay. So if you go in with somebody with really low health and they get taken out, then you can't you can't do it. So you're starting from a weakened state, which makes it really even more hard. And why you have to, if you want to get perfects on everything, you have to go back and do them. Okay. So it's it's kind of it's not too bad. Like I haven't missed perfects that much naturally playing. But this one specifically pissed me off because it didn't feel balanced right for where I was in the game. So, I don't know. But it's a really cool game. Really, really loving it. Definitely worth playing. Oh, hell if, yeah. If you have a Switch, if you have a Switch, it's it's absolutely a must-buy. And it, it apparently did well, which is great. It's like the best-selling third-party game Good. on the Switch. Yeah, so. it looks great. It looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I mean, Ubisoft did that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'd weird. expect nothing less, but uh, no, it was really refreshing to see like Mario character models look so well and environments look so cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely great. a must play if you have a Switch. Check it out. Um, worth yeah. a full price, too, I'd say. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 I don't regret that buying that for a second. Yeah. But um, I have a. I have a actual good segue from that i picked up a new i picked up a new game that is sort of all the rage right now for like the hardcore rpg community um divinity original sin 2 which i don't know if you guys have ever heard of the series it's it was kind of it's kind of niche i've definitely Um, heard of them before yeah the the first one came out a couple years ago i i don't know if it was a kickstarter 2 was definitely a kickstarter but it did really well, and it appealed to the super hardcore isometric role-playing fans from days past with, uh, like, Baldur's Gate and stuff, um, which is why I think it did so well, because there is that community that wants those games. You just never hear about them. They're typically on PC. Right. But um, the original Divinity, I think, came to consoles not too long ago. So Divinity 2 is the obvious sequel. I did not play the first, but Divinity 2 intrigued me because it is so open-ended and kaylee this will appeal to you okay it's based around D D kind of Ooh. um so how 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 D D is so open-ended you know like your dungeon master gives you a scenario and then you just come up with whatever you want to do yeah um yeah. that's sort of how divinity works 
Interesting. Uh, so it kind of yeah. gives you a layout and then you just kind of go where you want to go. There's a story. You are working through a campaign, but it's it's open-ended from the very beginning. Like it doesn't really tell you anything. It doesn't really explain what's happening at all. It kind of just gives you, "Okay, here's a character creator." And the character creator was like a ton of options and you can customize it completely. Like you can pick a class, but then completely change what abilities that class has. It's totally it's totally the most hardcore actual role-playing game I've seen in a while. Nick, you, um, might, you might get me on something here. What platforms is this on? Right now, just PC. It will come to consoles. Okay. It's, it's planned to come to consoles. So well, keep your eye out for that. I'll definitely um, be checking that out then. That sounds, yeah. that sounds like a huge time sink that i will invest in for Mm -hmm. me so yeah that's the thing i i was weary of getting it because i don't have time to be playing something like this Mm -hmm. but i was just the the conversation in in the community right now is just it sounded so cool friend of the show cody and kaylee's dungeon master for perspective check actually Um, hey respects (laughs) yes uh cody will be on next week oh fantastic likely on the podcast and i know he he's having a lot of fun with that game and like just talking to him about it i was convinced i needed to check this game out we'll talk more in depth i think next week but the thing the thing is it is a turn-based tactical game oh well, so i think yodi was playing tactics on pc yeah like crazy yeah, so yeah he, so, he, he so, took our our campaign that w- the running campaign that we have with steve and just started doing his own and he's like i've been playing the hell out of that game yeah. So so picture that. Picture a grid-based thing like Rabbids or Tactics or XCOM or something. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Divinity is. It's just not on a grid. So you okay. can move around freely. You can move a certain set based on an ability ability points that you're racking up every turn. And then you can you can be on higher ground and get a height advantage for shots down below or whatever. It's that. It's just not on a grid. And that's why I was interested in it because I'm playing XCOM right now. I'm playing Rabbids. And I was like, okay, I'm down for a high fantasy version mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. While while also being a lot more in depth, like there's a ton more abilities, a ton more variation to things that can happen. Wow. So that sound it sounds awesome. It's it's cool. I'm playing as a lizard guy, so kind of like <laughs> Elder Scrolls. There's Our a lizard. lizard race. Yeah. Um. They're literally just called lizards <laughs> in this, which is Creative. funny. Lizard lizard guy. Yeah. But uh, the the world is really interesting. It's 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 super high fantasy. It's very kind of basic in terms of like, oh, there's this untapped magic that is dangerous, and people that can use this magic are looked down upon, and they're actually trying to corral them into a fortress so they don't damage any or hurt anybody else or bring yeah, ruin to the world like or whatever. Yeah, almost sounds like the circle in Dragon Age. Yes, rounding exactly. Up mages. Yep. Yes, yeah. So. That's the general premise of it, and then there's, you know, there's elves, there's dwarves, there's the lizard people, <laughs> there's humans, and I think my favorite class is uh, undead, which they're just skeletons. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but, but they're like an ancient race or something, they're not just a skeleton reanimated from a human body, they're something special, which is really cool. I love that. So, yeah. The world, the world is really interesting, and again, just how open-ended it is. Like, whenever you get into conversations with people, you have, like, five or six options on how to respond, which change a lot of things. And, like, you can just kill anybody if you want, or you can just 
completely change anything you want at any time. And it's it's just so crazy <laughs> to think about. So um, all the options that are available to you could be overwhelming, but actually I kind of love it because once you make a choice, you kind of just have to live with it, which what's that's what makes it fun. That's what makes role-playing fun. Yeah. You got to roll. So, you have to keep going with whatever decisions you make. Yeah, you like you roll. If you're playing D and D and you have a bad roll, you got to go with yeah. it. Yeah, and that's it. And that's kind of like what this game is, in the general sense. That's so. what's so cool about that stuff, though, because good or, for for better or worse, you know, you just keep going and everything just you know just rolls off of your previous and changes and, yeah. and and evolves based on that decision. Yeah, yeah. which so is that's, that's the that's the beauty of games like that. So yeah. And this game, believe it or not, the craziest thing that is barely talked about so far with this game, it is set up to be used for campaigns like that. You can make your own game in this game. That's like awesome. you can you there's a mode called Game Master mode where you can set up everything. And just you can and, and this game's co-op too. So you wow, could set up an online awesome. game and you could be the game master. And you could be running a game through this game's engine. We could engine. have a lot of fun wow. with that, Kaylee. No, I, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Alex, I know you kind of been like, what, Yodi ran that real quick uh, um, D&D scenario mini for you session. Yeah. that you it. really liked. Um, you can do that in this game. Yeah, that sounds like something like you, Cody, and I, or, and you know, all of us could just dive into for a little bit. But again, it's, that sounds like a huge time investment. Oh, totally. Because and the thing the thing that's really crazy is you can write dialogue, you create all the characters, you can create maps, you can for right now on PC, you could download skins, you could make like a you could make it like a science fiction D and D campaign. If wow, you, like it's, it's so funny. I've, it is I've asked, crazy. I've asked Cody if I'm like, hey, I love D and D. Is there any way we can do a sci fi version of that? Yeah, those exist. Cool. I mean, you can you can make up. That's what's crazy about D and D, and I'm talking about this without any experience. You could use the rule set and just make it all yeah. science fiction if you were super creative enough. Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. No, I yeah. mean, so it, this it, this game is wild. Yeah, it sounds like you could just endless possibilities there. Um, yeah, is is D and D like? I don't know how much you've researched this game, but like, it, it, was they like, yeah, this is a huge source of inspiration for this game. Oh, absolutely. Okay, I, we we've talked about that. Many times, D and D has influenced just role playing games in general. Okay, yeah, like that. That Obviously. is what. That is like what they're all based on, well, essentially. D and D so, is the pinnacle of role play. So it's like because because of the dice rolls and stuff. Like the dice rolls and quotes happen behind the scenes in games like this, where yeah, you have a percentage chance to do this range of damage. Exactly. That is it, essentially a dice roll. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so. That that's why it's all based on that, and then like the stat. There's so many damn stats in this game. It's it's really really overwhelming, frankly. And because it doesn't teach you anything, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm just having a little bit of trouble like knowing exactly what I should be doing. But that's fine. Sounds like I'm not against that. Yeah, (laughs) sort of. (laughs) Yeah, sort of. So Divinity Original Sin two. I think I think I'll have more to say next week once I get a little bit more time with it. And Cody will be on because he's played it a lot. He's been playing at I'm co-op. So really looking forward to hearing you guys just dish about that next week. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah. It looks great too. Um it, you you would think like you would think there isn't a lot of detail in this stuff because it's kind of zoomed out 
and isometric and whatever, but the the maps look fantastic. The character models look fantastic. It's just it's awesome. Nice. It, I'm I'm very impressed. Who's the developer? So, uh some weird some weird Belgian developer. Um Laren? Lauren? I'd never heard of them before. Is this their so first I, game? Well, they they did the original one and I would oh, say right. no. I think Divinity is a series. Okay. I I've I just don't know anything about it. Um and I assume they've made them all. I just I don't really know. I I don't know the history on the the series or the developer or anything. That's I kind of just jumped into this one because yeah. it's a new thing. It's a new shiny thing that apparently is really good. You said it's really it big sounded, right now in the PC community? Yeah, it's huge. It's sold really well already. Great. Um, Fantastic. It, yeah, so that's great. And it was a Kickstarter game in the first place. It's, it's been in early or was it Kickstarter? It's been in early access. So I don't know if it was technically a Kickstarter. Either way, it's making splashes. So awesome. Buy it yeah. up, guys. Check it out. Yeah. It's it's a little bit cheaper than normal. It's forty five bucks. Oh. So yeah, that's great. Um yeah. good news for you, Nick, or for me rather, but you'll like it. Um my old roommate who I was playing Rabbids with, um, he's very much into PC gaming. He is giving me his old PC, hooking me up, letting oh, nice. me do his uh like family uh account for Steam. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So I'm going to have like access to his massive library of games. That's so awesome. That I might check it out on PC. Um, I would, uh, yeah. I don't know this how is, long. This is a lovely turn of events. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how long it's going to take for it to come to consoles, but. Um, That's the thing. I don't know either because I want to say the original one was sort of recent on consoles. Really? So, oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know how fast they'll get around to bringing this one. Mm-hmm. Um, they do already have groundwork. For it being on console, like you can already play it with a controller. It's already ha- it it already has all the UI. It already has everything established oh, wow, control awesome. wise. So it really might not be that far away. I just don't know that they set any dates or anything. Okay. Um. Well, either way, um, I'll have access to it on uh, PC because I'm being gifted one, which yeah. is very nice. Shout out. Yeah, that's hopeful, that's awesome. Yeah, shout out to hopefully new listener, uh, ex roommate Dan. Good guy. Yes, that that's great. Bring bring more people into the fold. Yes. That is <laughs> the two v one fold. Nick yeah. Divinity Original Sin came out on consoles October twenty fifteen. So oh, so it was a little longer yeah, ago than I still thought. Not okay. even two full years. That that actually was pretty quick after the original one on PC. I think. Yep. I think the PC a little bit one over a year. came out like. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's good. Nice. So look out for that, and we'll have I'll have more next week when I can actually get a hold on everything that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had one other new game that I won't spend hardly any time on because I think I need Josh's backup a little bit on it. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Um, the new the new fighter. I like the note that you have in this. I'm excited to hear you talk about this. All right, everybody, yeah, the, tur- just just turn off the podcast now. Yeah, just <laughs> tune out now. That that was why I didn't want to bring up too much. But um, yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is the new fighting game. Uh, came out this past week. It has been marred by unfavorable previews because it looks like my ass visually. <laughs> uh, and that was all that was all anybody was focusing on when the game finally got got showed off. But um shout out to AJ, the the fight king himself that always 
is is the reason I'm playing fighting games. Um, he bought me this game because he knew I would not buy it. I was not interested in the first place. Uh, the whole the whole main problem for me is I don't really care about superhero stuff. And also Capcom, I don't have a ton of love for other than like Resident Evil 4 and Devil May Cry. <laughs> so right off the bat, not super interested in 90% of the characters the game. in the game. <laughs> yeah. But but the the problem is it's a good fighting mm-hmm. game. So that that's the thing. And that's why he was, he was real excited about it for all reasons. It's a good fighting game and he loves the content. But so I was gifted a copy and I can't be super negative about it because that's great um it does play really well it's, it's really fun it's crazy it's overwhelming the whole thing with marvel vs. capcom is it's a tag game and you switch out characters this time it's only two characters previous games were three so they slim that down a little bit but i don't want to get into the mechanics that's what i think i need josh to maybe back me up on a little bit i just wanted to mention that game is fucking ugly as hell and it was released in a shitty state i think i think it was rushed uh other than the fighting itself which feels great everything else around this game is crap like it looks bad menus uh, and the stuff story too. i'm just curious the story is apparently terrible the menus look like mm-hmm. shit they look like placeholder ui Ooh. stuff like <laughs> like we should have ne- they should have never even released it like this however i think the previous marvel vs. capcoms looked like this too so whatever but it's just disappointing because like whenever you get to the end game like end match screen of like who won and how many wins and losses there were it is the most basic looking thing i've ever seen in a in a modern video game worse (laughs) like it is the two previous installations well so i am not familiar with them okay you've never that's the the thing i can't really i can't really say but marvel vs. capcom 3 is like eight years old so, oh, you know, so like, you know has really, excuses no matter what. <laughs> yeah, you can't really compare it to that too much. It was refreshed to for PS4, mm-hmm. and they just kind of re-released it. But they, I don't think they changed anything like that. So that that whole thing for me is important. I've talked about this before. the The aesthetic of games is important. Sure. Like gameplay, obviously, is king, but th- it needs to look good too. Like I need to like looking at it. And the problem with Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is I really do not like looking at it. Um, That goes into the character models, too. Like, the big thing that was a problem before it came out was people's faces looked awful. Like, like they spent no time modeling their faces. Uh, Ryu looks terrible. Frank West, which, why is Frank West in this game, first of all, from Dead Rising? But... It's funny. He's a funny character. He looks like shit. It doesn't look like him at all. <laughs> um, they had a 10 gigabyte update for this game when it first came out in an attempt to fix some of the characters, which is hilarious. Wow. Like that is that is clearly saying, yeah, we did not spend enough time on making them look good. And we're 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 proving that to you. Yeah. That how we're often does that happen it. where they're like, oh, we're doing an update because our game looks like, because yeah. because our because it's broken and bad. it plays poorly, but it looks bad. Yeah, yeah, like Not what the hell? So they they fixed Dante and Chun Li looked really bad in preview material, um, but they look a lot better now. They actually look fine. I think I think Dante and Chun Li look good. <laughs> They're one of the few that look good. 
But um, yeah, it's just that game is weird. It's weird to be playing it. It's it's tough to be doing the tag stuff, and I just think it's funny the Capcom characters that they chose to put in you this game, like Chris Redfield. <clears throat> yeah, Chris Redfield and Nemesis are in this game. Nemesis looks very strange. He's like real tall and lanky, which makes not no like sense. buff. It wow. makes no sense. Weird. He should be like stout it just goes and beefy. Yeah, it just goes back to the whole everything looks strange in this game. The character proportions look weird. Like some people's heads are very small. <laughs> like I think Spider-Man and Captain America's heads are exceptionally small compared to their bodies. It's just it just feels rushed. It feels incomplete and that's unfortunate again coming from Capcom because that was the problem with Street Fighter 5 as well. So not a good starting point, not a lot of good conversation around this game right now, especially from fighting fans. But um, I will continue to play it some more and uh, maybe bring it up one more time. Josh watched us play it a bit. He was interested in buying it, but I don't think he will now. So Gameplay is yeah. decent, though? Gameplay is good. I mean, it's good. it's a good fighting game. It's intense. They it, The tag thing is a lot to handle mm -hmm. for me. Um. On top of on top of all the other fighting games we are currently still playing, trying to then throw in another one that plays differently with a tag mechanic is like, fuck my head. <laughs> but uh, yeah, keeping track of all that is so difficult. But um, it's cool. I I, I was w AJ and I recorded a whiff punish that'll be up this week about that game, and we did it very early on. It was only the second time we'd played it, so he destroyed me again, like the Street Fighter video. But we played it again the other night, and it felt a lot better. I started getting a feel for it. It's just, man, the tag, tagging in another character and then having that character have a totally different button layout, basically, for combos and stuff. Like, yeah, it's Yeah, rough. that's like playing two fighting games. <laughs> yeah, it's that's the thing, is, like, trying to learn one character in a fighting game is hard enough, mm -hmm. let alone two at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, no, that, no that's, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that that's all for new games for me. Um, Alex, I don't know if you have anything else. Yeah, have you even played anything, Alex? Um, other than other than Metroid. Other than Metroid and uh, my little Octopath stint. No, that's been about it. Yeah. I, again, I I feel like I've played so much Metroid, but the time just doesn't reflect it in the game. Yeah. But I've played it literally. Yeah, every my time. I've have. I have significantly more time in that game than you now because I got lost for so yeah, long. Just running around. I have like I have like seven or eight hours in that game now. What's the length on that game? I would have guessed. I think I beat the original Metroid two in like five or six. Yeah, and AM two oh, wow. R was also five. I and AM two R was pretty. I've short. I've said this before. I I beat it in one sitting, between five and six hours. But obviously, Nick has already put in <clears throat> significantly more than that. And I mean, you probably got another hour or two easy. Two hours. Yeah, I know the I know the last set of Metroids are all in the final area. Mm -hmm. So you're just kind of going remember through that. exterminating. They're just, yeah, so I should I should be nearing the end, I think. I got the gravity suit too. So oh, I nice. have almost all the upgrades. Good. Yeah. So nice. um if if we have no other games to talk about, I just wanted to hit on some news things uh -huh. that were maybe maybe interesting. Um this week there was some controversy with uh one player unknowns battlegrounds which um we haven't talked about in a while because i don't really play it much anymore fortnite if you remember 
That one game. Alex talked about it. That <laughs> one game where the tutorial is and too long. And I still haven't played it because of that. Fort, Fortnite is releasing a standalone version of basically player unknowns battlegrounds it's a battle it's called fortnite battle royale it's a hundred player game drop in one life huge map etc etc all those things only it's wrapped in the fortnite thing where you can build stuff um there was some controversy with that this week because fortnite is already on on all platforms it's on pc it's on xbox it's on ps4 Whereas Battlegrounds is planned to come to Xbox and probably PS4 at some point down the road, it is currently still on PC. Fortnite's version of this game is coming out this week. It comes out September 26th, and it's free to play. You still have to technically pay for player on <laughs> Battlegrounds. So the developers of Battlegrounds are not happy about this because of how similar the game is and... It's also free to play and all already on consoles. This is weird, and I don't like where it's going. I don't like where this is going either, because Battlegrounds was obviously and is a breakout success. It has made a lot of money. It has sold a ton of copies. It is one of the most highest played games on Steam still and probably will be for a long time. And the fact that the developer came out... Blue Hole, which is an annoying name. I don't know why you would ever use that as your name. Um, they came out and were, like, basically bitching. And that's all it comes off as, is bitching. They're like, hey, we think you're, you, we're, you're making a game that is too similar to ours. Where Battlegrounds, the idea of a Battle Royale game has existed. They're not... It's not new. And, yeah. It's not novel. They didn't come up with not the idea. Not only is that not new, but... This is how video games work. Souls exactly. created a genre. Literally created a genre. Exactly. And then people emulate it because they're like, wow, this shit's amazing. <laughs> so that's yeah. how video right. games work. So so right off the bat, their complaints are unwarranted, right? So they only they kind of only made a single statement like that. And another part of that statement was, and this was Blue Hole. This was not from the <laughs> lead creative guy himself. Brendan Green, player unknown. Um, he kind of just said in a Reddit AMA, like, hey, you know, if people are going to make something like ours, I just hope it's unique in some way. Which, technically, Fortnite is. It is. So, that starts and stops right there. But the developer, the other people, the Korean developer, Bluehole, that is doing the brunt of the development, um, their, their team lead came out and said, like, Okay, it's too similar. And also, Epic used Player Unknown's Battlegrounds in talking about Fortnite's mode. They were like, hey, we are fans of this game type. We love Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. We wanted to see if it would work with our game. Here it is. And it's coming out, and it apparently was successful, so play it. Blue Hole is trying to say that they're using Battlegrounds as promotional material for Fortnite. Jesus Christ. Which... Like, that doesn't make any sense because they're coming just off as using... whiny babies. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, they are. Just and shut it up. gets worse. It gets worse. Oh, so that was the initial statement, right? And right off the bat, I was like, whoa, shut the hell up. Like, maybe if it was an exact one to one copy, you would have something to stand on. And also, maybe if they had promotional material as in marketing in stores saying, hey, Fortnite Battle Royale, it's just like Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. 
that's different. That is not what they did. They said it in passing, and that's it. It's like saying... Not only that, they gave it, like, props. They're like, hey... We, they gave this, it props. Yeah, like, this game is really good. We like it. This is... Yes. We, and we wanted to try and do something similar. Yes. Like, it's Pepsi said when they tweaked <laughs> Coke. <laughs> yes. You know, like, and actually, the, that's a big that's a big comparison in this discussion, is the Coke and Pepsi thing. Yeah. But, like, this is like saying, hey, we love Mario. Mario was in an influential game. It made 2D platforming. Yeah. We're making a 2D platformer. That's like Nintendo getting mad about that. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. And you just sound like a baby. Exactly. This is this is what <laughs> so, uh, this is what like every American corporation does. Some, somebody yeah. brings you something, and, it's successful and then other people emulate that. Yes, and that's like like Alex said, that's how games work. Like once something is established, people want to riff on it. Yeah. Like, and then and then you get something, happen. you know, potentially completely new you know you get a whole new set of eyes right. in it, uh, different minds and everything that's just how everything works that's why battlegrounds worked because things like this existed and they hit something that was gold for yeah. that type of game so so they they should not only be happy that people are trying to do it they should be static about their um ecstatic about their own success exactly. and, and happy that other people are trying to you know reach that that mark that they set Yes. And if anything, this has driven interest to Fortnite because yeah. they're talking about it. They came out and mentioned it directly. They have probably just as much reach. It has been in the news a ton. I don't know how Fortnite is doing in the first place, but now it has a free mode that everybody's looking at. Whereas previously you had to buy into it and you have to buy into Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. So that was a bad call. <laughs> you should have never brought attention to it in the first place. Mm hmm. The last thing I want to mention is the the lead guy from Blue Hole did a follow-up longer more in-depth talk with uh with PC Gamer. And I just wanted to pick one statement out of this that comes off as very paranoid. Um so they 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 talk about they kind of try to explain a little bit more in depth about why they're mad and it's basically just rehashing everything we just talked about, but PC Gamer asks, so what I think I'm hearing is you would like Epic to license their Battle Royale from you. Is that what you're, is that what you're hearing? And they say, what I think is they should have at least came to us before making it and had a discussion with us. No. No. <laughs> no, they don't need to do yeah. that. But um, then there's this other issue. We're going to get technical support from Epic, and we're going to work with them to make sure Unreal Engine better supports Battle Royale gameplay, which requires 100 people in one session. And now we're starting to have current concerns that they're going to develop new features or improve something in the engine to support that Battle Royale gameplay and then use it for their own game mode. That is insane. That, that like, you're licensing their, their engine from them. That's it. They can do whatever they want. And, and theoretically, I would think of them... If you're licensing the engine from them, you you get those improvements. Like they're not they're not necessarily going to hold withhold them from you. Either way, they're allowed to do that. <clears throat> so like it it just it just seems so crazy and they're making a big stink out of something that should have never even really been discussed. And I I don't know. I it it's a it's an issue now and I think this is worse. I think them coming out and talking about it again makes it sound even worse yeah, than it already and was. I feel like they're making this situation that they're upset over worse 
by... they're making they're making an issue out of it. Yeah, which and I think they're just giving they're they're shining negative attention on themselves while bringing more eyes to this game that they don't like. Yes, so yes. I think they're just totally backwards on this right now. Yeah, like it's a it's a it's a shrewd business decision from Epic to do this. I mean, they're capitalizing on it and. That's just an, an unfortunate circumstance, really, for uh, for Battlegrounds. But I don't know. I mean, it shouldn't go any further than that. When I, I saw that this morning, that interview, I think, came out like sometime this morning. I was like, man, why? Why did you even why did you even say anything else? You should just not say anything else. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, doing one is one thing and then coming back out and elaborating. It's, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So. That is that just makes me a little sad because Battlegrounds is a great game and I don't want it to really ruin people's opinion of it. I don't think it matters. It's already done really well anyway. But oh, that just comes off bad. <laughs> so yeah, it does. So that that was a pretty big controversy this past week. That uh, listener, if you have any input on that, you can let us know. Feedback at two v one podcast dot com. Um, and if you're interested in the Fortnite thing, because I'm going to check it out because it's free. Like, that mode is free, well, not Fortnite will itself. Will I be able to play that but, without doing the tutorial? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, you probably will, I, yeah. If I can, then I'll do it. <clears throat> yeah, and it's on all consoles immediately, September 26th. Perfect. So, yeah, I'm planning on checking it out for sure. Um, I mean, that kind of that kind of makes me think about a whole other aspect of this. I mean... If it's a free-to-play game, they're really not making that much money on it, or if any. Right. This is totally a test thing, which also potentially helps Epic anyway drive sales to Fortnite. It, yeah. It brings attention to this game that is has been confusing because it's early access, but you have to pay for it, and it's going to be free-to-play in the future. We kind of talked about that, how I think that's gross, but... This is almost certainly going to lead to sales for that regular game. And that's smart. That's, it's, yeah. it's just smart. That's good. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I have been curious about that game. I refuse to pay for it right now out of principle. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're just getting people in on the ground floor. And then they might be like, oh, wow, there's this whole other mode to this game that sounds interesting. I'll buy it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, I, that just sticky situation. Yeah. Not a. Fan. It is. It is a sticky situation. <laughs> but uh, I think um, I don't. I don't know that this will go anywhere, and we'll maybe just hit on it real quick. This last thing, uh, rare, an old an old favorite developer of ours, who kind of hasn't been relevant in a long time, unfortunately. Buy rare, rare replay. replay. <laughs> Buy rare replay <laughs> we because had it's that amazing. Um, Rare Replay is amazing because it's old stuff, though. So, yeah, Rare has Sea of Thieves coming out, and that looks questionable. But uh, their 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 studio had recently made some statements, I think this week, on like a podcast about how they have no interest in returning to their old school IP. We have no interest in returning to the stuff that everybody loves, and we can definitely still make money off of. That we have no us, interest in a that. Successful right. company, <laughs> right? Yeah. So. That's a weird statement. On one hand, I totally get it. 
like you don't want to step back into something, you want to keep moving forward, you want to do new ideas, etc., etc. However, Microsoft sort of ruined that studio by forcing them to do new ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and that sucks. And I don't know if they really have control over wanting to revisit things anyway. But the fact that that notion is in the studio head's mind that they don't want to in the first place is that does that bother you guys so much like their their other ip have been licensed out anyway like nintendo owns donkey kong killer instinct is now an xbox property that rare has nothing to do with like what would you want them to rare, bring back rare is anyway? basically r.i.p for me you know and, yeah, I, and, I'm and, okay they, and they have been yeah yeah they have been so like does this really matter no. It you know? doesn't. I, I, it's weird like, that he would ex even express that sentiment, but it doesn't matter. I don't think. Yeah, like I know, I know people want cameo too. Banjo, because <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that anybody wants that. <laughs> but like, I I think maybe the only one people would maybe be interested in is Perfect Dark. That's right. Which, I thought too. I, I mean, I I mean, I wasn't a fan of Zero at all, and Perfect Dark original one is so old is anybody really clamoring for it anymore but they could potentially bring that back and it could maybe be interesting i don't know but like banjo kazooie as much as i would love a nuts and bolts follow-up that's never going to happen mm -hmm. never ever ever in a million years so i wouldn't want them to revisit classic banjo kazooie so i can write that one off too what else is there yeah. You know, like they're 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 really old stuff. Gold, is, it's we, been dead and buried Golden for so Eye. long; it doesn't matter. <laughs> Which isn't rare. Yeah, really. like Golden Eye isn't rare. Yeah. You know, they just made yeah, it. Right, right. <laughs> like that. That's yeah. But like, they're I, I can't. I was trying to rack my brain for anything I'd want them to revisit. Like Conker's Bad Fur Day. No thanks. Like that's not funny anymore. That's also a very classic 3D platformer that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Apparently, based on Ukulele's success. AKA not success. Yeah. But um I guess the only thing I can think of actually would be a Ooh, this is a good answer. I would kill for a Mario uh Mario or I'm sorry, Mario Kart version just like we have this amazing one on the Switch, the Diddy Kong Racing counterpart. Right. That would be incredible. That's one unfortunately, thing I would love, but good. Unfortunately, a Nintendo So impossible because of because of Donkey yeah. Kong. Yeah. So there you go. So like Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I can't think of anything else that I'd want from them. And that kind of goes back to does this really matter, but Yeah, it seems like know. a non-issue. It it is. It is, and I just thought it was maybe more like does anybody care? Yeah. And and I I saw I saw some discussion on NeoGaf about people being like, "Yeah, actually we would love to have a lot of these series back, but NeoGaf's a really special community <laughs> <Special>. <laughs> i think um not special in a bad yeah, way but i mean funny. like they're they're the that's the hardest of the hardcore yeah. gaming stuff usually so yeah but uh just thought that was interesting um rare rare has been mostly dead i agree in the first place a lot of their original talent has jumped ship over the years and also a good bit of them went and made ukulele they are now platonic that's the that's the team there I think there might be like one or two people that have been around forever still at Rare that are movers and shakers. But yeah. Alex, sounds like a uh, 
a good Twitter survey material. Sure. It does rare matter? That's <laughs> yeah. the, it's the thing too. Like, relevant. does rare? I feel I feel like rare. Where where we were at the age of rares, like Heyday. peak in a way. Yeah. Um, with with the N sixty four generation, their their pri their previous stuff on NES and everything was fantastic. Also, but like once we got past N sixty four, rare kind of didn't matter. Yeah. So like. I would even I would even hazard a guess that if you mention the rare name to somebody even five years younger than us, they don't even know who yep. that is or give a shit about I, their I games definitely or agree. whatever. Yeah. So I hate saying that. That sucks, but it's the reality. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Huh. But yeah, um, I think that might be a show, guys. That's a show. Is that a wrap? Um, yeah. The the one thing that I would have liked to talk about next week, uh, I won't be able to. I have to throw this quick plug in. I was actually just talking to Kaylee before we got on. Uh, tonight, uh, t- today's the 23rd as we're recording. I'm going to see Kingsman 2 in theaters. Oh, that looks good. Did you ever see the first one? First one was awesome. Dude, so amazing. I Yeah, the first one was my awesome. My neighbors got me into it. I had like never... I'd heard of it, but I didn't know what it was or whatever. They were like, Alex, you have to watch this movie. And now I'm was, I'm like clamoring to see this sequel. Yeah. So um, I wanted yeah. to talk about that next week, but I won't be here, right? I'll be in Vegas. <laughs> I don't know. You yeah, tell me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> so next week I will not be here. So um, maybe after that, even though yeah. that will be two weeks from now. <laughs> yeah. I need to dive into those. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just wanted to give uh, my weigh in on the, uh, the Destiny stuff real quick. We don't have to talk about it to death, but as far oh. as the uh, the shaders and everything, and just the game release in general, uh, yeah, shaders, consumable, bad. Okay. Yes. Uh, there it is. Yeah. Really dumb. And then I don't know. Just overall, the game doesn't seem like it. It did anything. I think Nick, you said it best last week with uh, the honeymoon phase. I think everybody was all mm-hmm. about it for a while, and I think it's gonna. I think they're gonna see a drop off quick i think i think if you're paying attention listener if you listen to other shows or read articles or whatever we have hit that point of destiny 2 where all that matters now is bumping your number to do the raid yeah and that that is what i was talking about that's what and that sounds negative people want to do that i know people want to do that and that's fine but that's that's the problem i have with the game (laughs) like i don't i don't want to do that anymore i did it enough and what that's else is there yeah like why should i play this game if i'm not into that why should i play it the gameplay is fantastic i understand that i think the destiny universe is amazing but it sounds like it still doesn't really get expanded upon very well Mm -hmm. and yeah so I I wasn't even I wasn't even thinking we'd ever talk about Destiny again <laughs> until uh, maybe I play at some point in the future. But well, all yeah, the people who wrote in, I, I love whenever we have a, a hot button. We issue. got a yeah. lot of response and to it. actually fifty fifty. I would say. Yeah. I mean, like some people didn't give a shit. Don't some wanna, people were against it. Don't want to make the listeners angry or shit on it or whatever. It's. I just think that's a conversation to understand that there is a good reason to not be okay with it. Leverage that against the yeah. game. Yeah. Like it's it's 
yeah, you have to really sign up for what that is in order to get enjoyment out of it. And you can say that about every game. I understand that. But I don't know. For some reason, just because Destiny is so big and always talked about, you, you open up any gaming site, there's like 50 Destiny articles. All they're talking about is, here's how you get this gun. Here's how you increase your light level faster. Here's, or whatever, power level now is what it's called. So, I, I don't know. I just have no yeah. interest in that. Yeah. Um, it's just... And last <clears throat> last little thing, we haven't forgotten about t-shirts. We have, I think, like 10 people who told us they would totally buy one. So, that yes, is in same. the works. And, like, I was hoping 11. to get to the magic number of 10, and we're there. So, more to come on Yeah. That. Yes, more to come. And also, if you didn't let us know and you have interest in that, let us know. Yeah. Feedback at 2v1podcast.com or on social media at 2v1podcast. Uh, do we have any other wrap-up thoughts on anything? I don't that was think it. so. No. Okay. Mike, I'll get back to Hitman soon, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, <laughs> I haven't forgotten about it or you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, and like I mentioned before, uh, look out for with punish with AJ on uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. You can maybe make a distinction on if you think that game looks like poop or not. Um, <laughs> oh, and I can assure you it is fun to play. But yeah, endorsement here for uh, Until Dawn. Let's play with you guys. Uh-huh. Loved, oh yeah, loved it. So any, anybody out there who's a listener who wants to maybe check that out, even if you're not interested in playing it, hopefully which was, our corny know, sense of humor will at least yeah, carry. Exactly. It um, no, yeah. it's literally like watching a movie with your friends and just laughing at it, which is great. So check it out if you guys haven't yet. Thanks. Yeah, yeah that that had that did wrap up. I don't even remember if I mentioned it on an episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did. We did finish that. All episodes are available on my YouTube channel now, um, Nickhead. But uh, yeah, um, I think that'll do it, guys. Thank you, Kaylee. Oh, thanks for having thanks, me, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Always, always a pleasure. A pleasure. And. Uh, We'll see you next week. See you guys. Bye, guys.